2: Wild horses are one of the icons of the West. They're also one of the Bureau of Land Management's biggest problems. Overcrowding in prisons, recidivism in our criminal justice system, also a problem. Is it possible that the old saying that what's going wrong on the inside of a man can be fixed on the backside of a horse? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it is true that wild horses are... A big part of us out in the West. They're also a big headache and a very expensive one for the Bureau of Land Management. Uh, Really a challenge there. Wild horses are a major drain on their funds. Uh, Also, they can be incredibly hard on the land, which also makes it hard for our ranchers uh, and those that are uh, having cattle graze and so on. Uh, But no problem is without its solution. And often it's in the middle of challenging challenges that we find great innovation and great solutions. And the interesting connection we're going to get to today is how wild horses and criminal justice can actually come together to help people, uh, to especially help those individuals in the criminal justice system find their way back into being productive members of society. Uh, There was a fantastic piece over the weekend on Sunday on 60 Minutes highlighted, really one of the most unique solutions I've seen in terms of both managing wild horses and managing prisoners in our criminal justice system. So let's dive into that. It it was on 60 Minutes. It was reporter Sharon Alfonsi who uh, got an interview first uh, with the uh, West wild horse population, uh, taking a look at where we are on that. Of course, we experience a lot of that wild horse and and burrow challenge here in the state of Utah Uh, Holly Waddell is the division chief that oversees wild horses for the Bureau of Land Management. So take a listen of her description of the challenge.
1: How many wild horses is the government now caring for? So we are currently caring for over 57,000 wild horses. And caring for them is not inexpensive. No. Uh, The cost of care for wild horses in our off-range corrals and pastures was two-thirds of our budget last year, which was a little over $70 million. $70 million to care for the wild horses. Taxpayer dollars.
2: $70 million. Taxpayer. That's your money. That's my money uh, spent caring for those wild horses. Now, Sharon went on and spoke with Jesse Oldham, who's a manager of one of the sanctuaries for the wild horse population, and he talked about the need uh, for managing these horses in a little better way. Why
1: not just let the wild horses be wild and run? The harsh reality is ecosystems are a delicate balance of each species coexisting together in the environment. There is a limited amount of resources in grass, and water, and the wild horses are a very dominant species. They're smart, they're fast, they eat a lot of food, um, and they need to be properly managed. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under
2: a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big
1: one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right. So clearly there is a problem. It's a $70 million problem, and I think it's way beyond that, actually, uh, in terms of impact uh, and what that does. So... One of the unique programs that the government has sponsored to manage these horses is used in the rehabilitation of some of our nation's prisoners. So there's a facility up in Wyoming called Honor Farm. It tames, it trains wild horses, and then sells them at auction to people who have a need for horses. Now, the people that are used to train these horses, to break them in, to care for them, to to train them, to domesticate them, uh, are all inmates and these are often prisoners who are kind of nearing the end of their sentences uh, it gives them a unique opportunity to spend time outdoors to get up close and personal with animals as they learn the process of taming a wild horse which is uh which is no small thing so one of the farm's managers travis Shoupman, uh talked about the benefits of this kind of program for the inmates
1: these guys are here to do their time, but it's really about changing their life, put a change in them in a positive direction. We are in the people business and helping the horses is extra, but the guys really learn a lot of life lessons from the horses. They learn to try, they learn to not lie to themselves about their feelings. They learn to control whether it's the highest of high emotions or the lowest of low emotions.
2: So that's really interesting to me that they're in the people business It's not so much about the horses. It's about the, the people and making sure they learn uh, how to be honest with themselves. It was so interesting to see how they talked about the fact that the horse can sense if you're scared. or The horse can sense if you're, if you're not uh, really confident in what you're doing or you don't have a strategy for, for how you're going to interact with them. Uh, and that's such a, an important skill set to learn. Now, we've, we've seen a lot of this kind of change behavior Coming through living principles, of course, we see that with our friends over at the Other Side Academy and soon the the Other Side Village where these principles, life skills, life lessons uh, are a great way to prepare someone to reenter society as a contributing positive member. Now, Travis walked uh, the audience on 60 Minutes through the process of what goes into training one of these wild animals. Uh, Catch a few of these lessons for yourself or maybe for some people in your world.
1: You walk them in there like you just kind of rip off the Band-Aid and a human goes in there. Then you teach them to yield the pressure. So you stop the forward movement, teach them that if they move forward towards you, the pressure goes away. And then from there, you get to where you can touch them, you get to where you pet them. Introduce a halter get a halter broke and then you have that trust. Like they understand if they give up their right of flight to stay with you. There's some trust there. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the horses or the, the inmates? horses?
2: I love that Sharon questioned whether that was for the horses or the humans. I think the principle applies just as much to the human as it does to the horse. As we learn to yield, as we learn to uh, to cooperate, to be open, uh, so many things change. Now, it was also interesting in this interview, again, this was on 60 Minutes over the weekend, uh, Sharon spoke to the warden of the facility, uh, Curtis Moffett, uh, and really questioned, you know, is this kind of program, is this right for people who have, some of them, committed some pretty significant crimes and broken the law interesting response
1: people at home will say like these guys are felons they've done terrible things committed awful crimes ruined families why should they be allowed to be out here to be trusted to be working with these horses
0: We don't provide the sentence to them. We don't provide the punishment for them. The judge decided all that. Um, Our job is to supervise them while they're in here Um, and hopefully return them to societies where they're responsible individuals, where they can be law-abiding citizens. I I think this program goes a long way to do that, and I want to make sure they get out and and we can believe that they're going to be successful and they aren't going to reoffend.
2: Finally, farm manager Travis Shutman reflected on the effects that this kind of approach to rehabilitation has had on the lives of the inmates, not just the horses.
1: The horses are a major role in what betters those men. They can teach you life lessons every step of every way, teach you that you got something in you that you didn't think you had. They can teach you that it's okay to be afraid, but it can still be done. Nothing's impossible. There's so many life lessons.
2: Such a great report from Sharon Alfonsi. Again, this was on 60 Minutes. You can check that out. Uh, it was a, a really fascinating, wide-ranging uh, story that really does get to the essence, I think, of often where we fail in our, our criminal justice system is we often put people away. We lock them up. We treat them as liabilities to be managed rather than human assets with potential uh, to be invested and developed. And I think this is one of those things where if you just lock them up and you're just trying to control the behavior, the behavior doesn't change and they get out. And that's why they reoffend and are in that revolving door of the criminal justice system. This is about teaching lessons, principles, discipline, and the back end behavior takes care of itself because they're they're finding all of those skills that maybe they missed when they were running with a gang or when they were in and out. Uh, of prison, or when they were living on the street, or they were uh, addicted to drugs, and so on. Uh, and so, it's a principle-based approach to it. The horses just happen to be part of it. And uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe the old saying is true: that uh, whatever is broken on the inside of a man really can't be fixed on the backside of a horse. I think this is a, a great way, and part of many conversations we need to be having in the country of better ways to rehabilitate and help those in the criminal justice system recognizing they're needed in their communities and in their families uh, to, uh, to add value and to make a difference, to not just be trapped in that system. So a great way to think again about wild horses and what we can do for those in the criminal justice system. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.